Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we're going to do something significantly different today. From what That's right. Doing. Something that we probably should have done in, like, you know, May, June, July, but we didn't have the idea. You had the idea a few days ago. I loved it. So even though it's a busy time in the sports calendar, we're going to do it anyway. I, it, I don't, I'm not sure I've ever suggested something that you've been on board with faster or more enthusiastically <laughs> than what we're going to do today. I, I definitely am. I've, uh, I've, I've got tiers in rankings. I've got, I'm, i you know, I've got Wikipedia up with recurring characters. And so yeah, I'm on board. Let's do this. So what we're doing is we are going to draft our SNL cast an eight member ensemble cast uh there are some ground rules for this draft yes these are based on snl cast members at their peak but on snl so you do not get for example tina fey writer of mean girls or tina fey 30 rock you get tina fey as host of weekend update weekend update writer for snl yes Uh I think, you know, I gave you a Sandler example, which wasn't the best. As I was looking through, some good examples would be like Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller was on Saturday Night Live, but only for a very short time. Funny, done a lot of funny movies. Don't think either one of us are going to pick Ben Stiller, necessarily. No. If you want to, you can. But, yeah, you know, we're not Damon Wayans, another one. Like, you know, these people are funny, but they weren't really Saturday Night Live folks. So we're going we're gonna to drill down on more what they did as part of Saturday Night Live. Um, those are the only ground rules that okay. we've established. Um, so then the next ground rule needs to be who gets the first pick. And are we doing a snake style or just alternating picks? I think that you, it was my idea, so you can have the first pick. I'm, I'm going to be unanimous. Right. I was, was going to suggest that our tiebreaker for first pick should be, you know, like who has the nearest birthday and be like, oh, it's me. Works out well. How about that? Yes, but, uh, we'll add you know, this if, to the birthday gifts for Matt. You get the, uh, you get the first all right. pick. Well, and, and depending on who your desired first pick is, you might not regret giving me the first pick. But well, uh, I have an easy money first pick for myself. So I, yeah. I wanted to know if I was going to get it or not. And you will. I think so in terms of snake style versus alternating. Yes. Um, do you have a preference? I'm open to either. I don't care. If you want to give me the first pick and then you get two, three, and I get four, five, we can do it that way. All that right. works. So let's go with that. Let's go that with That seems al- fair. Alternating you give me the pick. first one and then you get the next two and so on and so forth. So we're going to snake draft it. Matt, you get the first pick. I, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going, but go ahead. I'm going to take Will Farrell. Is that who you expected? I had a two way tie at the top. So I have broken this down. Uh, okay. I have a. Five category ranking. Memorable. Five different categories too. I start. I, I wanted. So let me give you my rationale behind Will Ferrell. I would say Will Ferrell, at least of our lifetime, is the most like versatile. He can give you everything on Saturday Night Live. He had recurring characters. He had impressions. He was on for a bunch of years. So it wasn't like he was only on for like two or three years. Uh, to me, he can. He give you everything. He gave you George W. Bush. He gives you the Roxbury guys. He gives you the Spartan cheerleaders. He gives you Jacob Silge on Weekend Update. I mean, the list on and on and on and on and on. So I had a kind of, I don't know, similar approach to you. I had like 
big stars, and then I kind of went into different tiers for things I need to round out my cast, sort of like a fantasy football draft where, you know, can't take eight quarterbacks, you need a kicker, you need a, you know, a defense, that type of thing. But Will Ferrell, my top pick, because he can give me everything. I also had Will Ferrell on my big board, but I, one of the reasons why I was willing to so easily punt the first pick yeah. is because I had a tie at the top where I okay. was going to be happy with either Will Ferrell or Eddie Murphy. Okay, that was my number two. If you had, <laughs> there you go. So we were on the same page because if you had said, uh, you know, if you had gotten the first pick and taken Will Ferrell, I was going to take Eddie Murphy. Uh, so we're, we're on similar wavelengths there. So one of the categories I have in my personal breakdown for this is ability to save a mediocre sketch. And he did. And, yes. And Eddie Murphy saved mediocre seasons of yes. the show. Yes, yes. I mean, in all honesty, Eddie Murphy's probably the reason that the show is still on the air. If it wasn't for Eddie Murphy, I think the show would have been canceled in the mid-80s. Um, but he was a breakout star on a cast that had no other stars. And then Lorne Michaels came back, and then they got a really good cast in the late 80s, and it, and it kept the show going. But, yeah, without a doubt, I mean, the, the early 80s, when the original cast all left, Eddie Murphy is what saved that show. You get Mr. Robinson. You do. Gumby, you do. Buckwheat. Yes. Stevie Buckwheat. Wonder. Yes. I, you know. Yes. I mean, some great characters. Like I said, he was going to be... He was my 1A if I couldn't have gotten Will Ferrell. And probably I only took Will Ferrell in all honesty just because, you know, I lived through the Saturday Night Live. I mean, we did. We lived through the Saturday Night Live years with Will Ferrell, so I've got more memories of him, whereas Eddie Murphy is more, you know, best of clip shows, reruns on, you know, syndication, that type of thing. Um, and, and I think of Eddie Murphy, too, more as a movie guy. Uh, you know, that's what I know in Beverly Hills Cop. Trading places, forty-eight hours, the like. Um, but yeah, great pick. I mean, he he's got some epic characters, and quite honestly, characters that could not be done in today's world. Um, Mr. Robinson is a great example. If you debuted a character like Mr. Robinson now, you'd be canceled quickly. Um, but you know, it, it worked in the early '80s, and it was funny, and it kept the show going. And for my second pick, I have. A lar- I'm gonna. I'm going to admit this. I have a very large gap between this pick and my next highest ranked Shut. woman on the show. Okay. Uh, in terms of the scale that I've used, so okay. I'm gonna make sure that I lock in Gilda Radner with my second. Uh, pick. Okay. Okay. So you're going more old school. I I've got several female cast member choices. I had her on my list. Definitely did. Um, well, but look, I, I, I get got- I get the nerds. I get Lisa. Yeah. I get Roseanne yeah, Rosanna do. Dana. Who you is get Emily Latella, yeah. an, an all-time great character. Yes, yes. So I've got, I now have someone who can be the person sitting at update for the special report. Gotcha. Right now. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. See, and and, and I've got, oh, I've got that with Will Ferrell. He's got some cast uh, or some spots there. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And it's going to be another one of my picks probably as somebody who can do an update to uh, recurring role so okay you got you got gilda radner so let me uh let me note this i gotta note who you took just so we don't forget i know it's only eight but still oh so I'm you took Eddie Murphy. Whole, i've got an entire chart here okay perfect so yeah okay so my next pick 
and I imagine he's going to be pretty high on your list. I thought you might take him with that second pick. Is Chris Bartley? He was on uh, my board as my next guy. At, like at, at first, when I thought of it, I thought, okay, am I overrating him based on Tommy Boy, you know, Black Sheep? But then I think of Matt Foley. The Chris I think Farley of Bennett show. Brower, you get the, the Chris, Chris Farley. Farley show. Yes, uh, you know, I mean the the one like both like I mentioned some things with Will Ferrell that require another person and probably people I won't end up taking. Um, but Farley had things that like you could put him in with anybody. You could do Matt Foley with any cast member. Mm-hmm. You could do Bennett Brower on Weekend Update. You could do the Chris Farley show with any host. Um, yeah, I mean it, the, the Gap Girls that he was in. The you know the skit with Sandler, um, in Zagat's Restaurant Guide, which was only funny because of him, basically. Oh, well, anybody else doing that? It would have been a bust. To, when it comes to the ability to save a sketch, yes. how about? Adam Sandler's Sloppy Joe's song, which is exactly. only funny exactly. because Chris Farley because is of Farley the lunch lady. As the lunch lady, exactly. So, yeah, I, you know, like, his his time was shorter than some of these other folks. Um, you know, they, they canned pretty much that entire cast around, what, 94, 95. Um, but, you know, he, he left a legacy, so I, I had to take him. And then my third pick... I'm going to take Bill Hader. Uh, And again, going to one of my favorite weekend update, Stefan, was Mm -hmm. always, always, always funny. Plus, he can play the straight man in any skit. He can be the game show host. You do. You do. Um, You know, he didn't have as many, maybe. Plus, he had the... uh, the what was it? Anthony Anthony Michael Coleman, the the puppet guy who was like you know PTSD from being in Grenada. They did two of those, two of the funniest skits I think they've done in a decade plus. Um, so I, I'm I'm a fan of Bill Hader. He hasn't gone on to do the movies or stuff that like some of the older guys did, but, uh, but you know he's, on, he's got he's got that show. I was gonna say now I haven't seen that show, but um, you know everything I've seen Bill Hader in, he's funny, super bad, the like. But Saturday Night Live, he was like a reliable character. When he's come back to host, he's been really funny. So I'm, I'm going to go him maybe a little earlier than you might have guessed, but I'm a big fan of his. Well, so you brought up a point during this, uh, and I think this is why I, maybe I'm reaching here. Um, in terms of my metric, he, he's right in this wheelhouse, but he's not. Oh, Archie, come on. It's not that bad of a pick. You haven't even heard it yet. Look. this might this might be a reach i don't know i can't i can't speak to that but you need a glue guy you need someone who can be the straight man you need somebody who's a plug and play for any possible sketch i'm taking phil hartman okay that's a great pick no i don't think that's a reach at all i i had him pretty high on my list great impersonator uh, he had some good recurring characters. One of my favorites, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Well, you get just un- so dumb, but you, so funny. You get Unfrozen uh, Caveman Lawyer. You get Frankenstein. Yeah. But then, yeah. like in the uh, in the David Spade receptionist sketch where he plays Jesus, you get right. that. I mean, right. he's not there to be funny. The jokes are Spade, but he exactly. is carrying it. He's the dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't break in the Matt Foley right. sketch. In Matt Foley, you're right. Yep, yep. Plus, he was Bill Clinton, a great Bill mm-hmm. Clinton. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he was, he was very good. Very, very good. Yeah. So I, I'm, no, I don't think that's a reach at all. He's like, if you just talk Saturday Night Live, not what they've done since. Uh, and obviously his was cut short, unfortunately, but, uh, like, yeah, he was, he was one of the best. And then I'm going to, with my fourth pick, 
return to the original cast. Okay. Look, I've got my super duper star. I got my glue guy. But what I need yep. is somebody who is a steen stealer. And I think you get that with Will Ferrell. And I, in round four, am going to get that with John Belushi. Uh, yeah, I, not a bad pick at all. Yeah, I, I, get, I, I get the samurai. I get Jake Blues. I get Joe yep. Cocker. And I get another person on Weekend Update who can give me a rant. And that True. is what I want. True. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, Belushi's never a bad pick. So, uh, you know, we, we each get our, uh, you know, our, our tortured soul fat guy. You get Belushi. I get Farley. I think that's a fair trade. Yeah. So after this pick, we'll recap our first four. So, okay. Matt, who's so your my fourth pick? And I know I've got a second pick there next, but I'm going to go ahead and take my first female cast member. More recent than yours, Kristen Wiig, I think, was the best. Like, every scene, everything she was in, she was really funny. Like, you, you saw her come on screen, and you knew you were getting something pretty good. Yeah, I I had her ranked highly as well. I have no knocks on this pick, and, and she's got, you know, one of, the, one of the things that she can do is she played the straight character when they needed mm-hmm. someone, but she could also carry the whole scene on her own. Yes, yes, yes. The target lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the she was always the you know the weird sister in the Lawrence Welk sketches. Mm-hmm. The uh, tiny uh, hands. You know, yes. The uh, I don't know that she had a, a name. She did have a name, but it was a recurring skit where she was like the lady who went to parties and she'd always try to one up people's stories. Mm-hmm. I know it was on the Peyton Manning episode, which I've seen several times where, you know, like everything somebody would say, she'd say something, even how ridiculous, like, you know, I've been to the moon three times. I mean, she had the perfect character for that. Like, she, you know, again, she was one of those people that, and the show is missing that now, I feel like, that like just her coming on screen, you started laughing because you thought, I was going to get something good. And right now they, they don't have very many people like that. Yes. Well, through the first half, I feel like we both have very balanced, respectable casts here. I think so. I think so. Yes. Yes. So let's see. So for my, well, do you want to do you want to do any further recap halfway, or well, to, or should I keep going? Just so that we know where we are, you took Farrell, yes. Farley, Hader, and Wig. I've got Murphy, Radner, Hartman, and Belushi. I think that's that's a pretty good list. I think if you look at most people's like you know, top 20 SNL cast members, probably all of them are in it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think we've, I think we've represented pretty well so far. Okay. To open the second Uh, half of the draft. So let's see, this is where things get tricky because now you start to like fill in, okay, you need certain people. Um, and this is one I struggled with a little of who do I take for my weekend update? Mm -hmm. Because, there wasn't one that really jumped out at me, so I'm going to go all the way back to the very, very beginning and the guy who made Weekend Update famous and take Chevy Chase. That is a very good pick. One year, but numerous yeah. returns as a host. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, uh, uh, you know, he was the original Saturday Night Live star. Like, I didn't have him, quite honestly, like on my original top list. He wasn't there. But I made my list and I realized, okay, I, I need a Weekend Update host. Some of the best ones were duos, and I didn't know if I would get both of those duos, both people for those. So I'm going with a reliable one uh, that beats the others for me in terms of the best weekend update. Well, and one of the things for weekend update, I'm going to make my weekend update pick as well. 
it's hard when you have people who that's all they do. Colin Jost, right. Michael Che. Exactly. Seth um, Myers. Seth Myers. Pretty much that. Yes. Like Seth Myers, I think, was pretty good. Um, but yeah, like, okay, you don't get much else when it comes to him if you're talking eight people. Now, if we did this as a, you know, 14 person cast, I might have waited and taken a Seth Myers or something like that. But yeah, when you when you're kind of like Chevy Chase could also play a character, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I, I lean toward him if I needed that because I can put him in other sketches. Yeah, and see, here's where I get tripped up because I don't necessarily think she was the best Weekend mm-hmm. Update host, but she was a very good Weekend Update host, and she played many other characters. So I'm going to yeah. take Amy Poehler. Ah, uh, that's a good one, man. Okay, well, I I gambled and I lost because I was hoping I could get her in the next round. Okay, I mean, she was I, my second best uh, female cast member. Uh, you know, she was very well rounded too. Yes, yes. So I I had her. I I debated others at this spot, but it was yeah. one of those things. I wanted my update host, but I wanted somebody who could fill a bunch of roles yeah, that's a good one yeah yeah like i said if i i would have been very happy if i could have walked away with Kristen wig and amy polar so you, you stole that one from me well done and now now i find myself in a bit of a, a quandary because i've got two cast members who my favorite sketches of theirs their partner is still out there okay and i'm not going to take joe piscopo so <laughs> okay so i'm i'm gonna pull the trigger and take Bill Murray. So I get okay. the nerds, but I also get Nick the Lounge Singer. Right, uh, right. You know, I get the replacement for Chevy Chase. I get, you do. You know, the you ba- do. I get yes. the cousin who you don't like from Cheeseburger Cheeseburger, Olympia true, Restaurant. True. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, there's there's no shame in taking Bill Murray. He, he uh, you know, he brought it. So, yeah, that, you know, no, no justification on that one. He's a good one. So we're back to you. You you've got right. you've got your host. Right. I do. I am gonna take a guy who kind of brought like a whole new thing to Saturday Night Live about what, 10, 15 years oh, ago no. with the digital shorts. Oh no. Andy uh, Sam. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you were going next? I thought I I thought that I could sneak him in. I was <laughs> I, I had him and I was like, I don't need to take Andy Samberg. Oh, he was pretty high on my list, Donna. He was a tier one guy for me. Like, I, I almost took him with the last pick, but I felt I needed a, a weekend update person. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, Andy Samberg had a lot of good characters, and the and the digital shorts were a, a revolutionary thing for Saturday Night Live. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his. Everything he does is funny. I had him, I had him up high on my yeah, rankings. But I thought, oh, I can – this is the gamble of the GM. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. there's no That's way the Matt's going to take Andy, Andy Samberg. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was going to take Amy Poehler, and I thought, nah, he already took Gilda Radner. I can get her later. So, hey, we, we've uh, we've each taken one that was probably coming up next for the other person. Yeah, I, I respect that pick. That's a great pick. All right, all right. Um, so I've got two more picks. Uh... I'm debating between three different people that all do a lot of different things. Probably one that maybe will surprise you a little. I'm going to go Will Forte. Interesting. I mean, I I, I liked him. I, I love I, I MacGruber. Funny. I love MacGruber. Yes. And Tim and Calhoun. 
Yes, I was going to say, he had some good weekend update characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I probably, you know, I could have got him as a free agent, but we're not doing free agents, so I'm going to go ahead and grab him. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a very good pick. I, unfortunately, am now forced to draft a pair uh, that I wasn't sure I was going to get either, and instead I'm going to get both. Okay. I'm taking the stars of Wayne's World, Mike uh, Myers and Dana Carvey. Nothing wrong with that. I, I certainly thought about both of them. Uh, so that, that definitely makes sense. A reliable mm-hmm. one. And plus you get plenty of other things. Oh, with both of them. I get Dieter. I get Philip yes. the Hyper Hypo. I get the yes. church lady. I get Bush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of good stuff with them. I, I certainly thought they were both on my list of folks to choose from um but yeah i I slightly went away from them but no shame in either one of those yeah so i i round out my cast and i feel good because i dana carvey to me having him mike myers and phil hartman i got guys who can go either way in sketches you know Mike sure, Myers was sure. the host of the Japanese game show sketch. That's true. That's you know? true. Yes. Yes. No. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, hey, they they were both good, and and certainly a. I mean, could you argue one of the most famous Saturday Night Live skits? They made two movies out of it. That's mm-hmm. that that shows it's pretty good. I, you know, I, I, like, they've used original. that sketch on the 40th anniversary. That's right. The reunions yeah. and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's a staple of Saturday Night Live. So, yeah, nothing nothing wrong with that. You could put them on every week. So, all right. I'm, I'm uh, content. So I, need to, I need to get my last pick, which I've kind of boxed myself in here. I, I probably need to have a second woman in the cast if I'm going to be well-rounded. To, you know, give You're going to give a options. lot of work to Kristen Wiig otherwise. Yeah, I know. i got to have a second. So I'm choosing between two possibilities, and I'm going to go with the only current cast member that we're going to take, I'm going to take Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon is a wonderful pick. I uh, I fun. love her. The the uh, the skits that she's done. I don't I don't know what her name is in them, but the one with the alien abductions, where she has the tremendously different experience than the other two, and all the different you know dirty ways she describes things. I mean, those are. Those are hilarious. The first one they did when Gosling was the host and he just cracked up during it. Um, you know, like that alone is enough to, to give me a reason to take her. I mean, her Hillary Clinton was great. Yes. Her Savannah yes. Guthrie from this week that was, was very good. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she is. So I said earlier that, you know, Kristen Wiig was one of those. And I said that the cast right now currently doesn't have very many people who are like, OK, they're in the skit. This is going to be funny to me. She's the only one that i see her in it and i think all right this is gonna at least have some laughs to it yeah. like everybody else like eh, maybe but i pretty much guarantee she's gonna deliver yeah i i think that's a terrific pick obviously her outside of snl career has been going strong with movies yeah. and things as well yeah i'm surprised she's still on saturday Night Live. honestly she's been in enough other stuff that you you know would have thought she might have already bolted but uh it's good for them that she is. She's a she's a well-rounded character that can not only play women but men. I mean, she's you know her Rudy Giuliani is funny. Her Justin uh, Bieber is yes, terrific. Yes, yes. I mean, she was she was somebody else too. I'm blanking on one of the other um, you know political. Oh, she was Jeff Sessions. Yeah, she was Jeff. Se- yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I knew there was another one. Like 
I mean, she she is well rounded to play all kinds of different characters. So I feel like I I got a good one. I I debated uh, Maya Rudolph for that pick for my second female, but I I went with Kate McKinnon narrowly. So here's who is on my board to discuss who didn't get picked. Obviously, okay. uh, Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey as as update hosts. I thought yeah. were strong, but I just. You know, when I picked Amy Poehler, I explained my rationale right. there. I just thought she exactly. was exactly. I agree. I was I was never the biggest fan of Fallon. Well, um, he so laughed, I, and and I was thinking exactly. about do I want do I want to do a Jared's room with right. him and Horatio Sands, where they have to play stoners so that they can laugh exactly. their way through the sketch? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. He was one of those that I mean, I know he's gone on to big things, hosting the Tonight Show and all that, but he was never my favorite. Like he was not one I consider too much. Well, and Tina Fey, the the problem with our rules, where we said that it's your right. SNL time, other than being Sarah Palin, can you think of a not skit really. that Tina Fey no. was in? I mean, no, she went on to really. do Thirty Rock, and she's been in a lot of movies, and she's written right. a lot of movies. But oh yeah, oh yeah, she's funny, no doubt. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the, as far as like again, if we had done you know twelve to fourteen people. I think you could, you know, certainly be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take Tina Fey. But with eight, I feel like we need, you know, we need versatile people. And, yeah, she, she wasn't the best when it just came to the regular old skits. The, the one who I struggled with and I almost took in round six, seven, and eight yeah. was Dan Aykroyd. I thought about him, too. He was definitely on my list. Yeah, I thought about taking him for a weekend update, but I almost <laughs> would have needed Jane Curtin. Yeah. Like, they kind of work together, and I didn't want to take Jane Curtin. I mean, nothing against her, but again, with eight, we're, we're looking for people who are, you know, do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so I thought about Aykroyd, yeah. Yeah, the one that I considered a lot instead of Will Forte was Daryl Hammond, kind of yeah. for the same reasons. Just did a lot of things. He did impressions. He did characters. He could be the, you know, I mean, the Celebrity Jeopardy was made basically by him and Will Ferrell. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing Connery and Trebek. And so I, I, I definitely considered him, and he would be one that if we were to go any further, I would take him. I thought about Jason Sudeikis, too. Yeah. Always liked him. Uh, you know, um, like that, that cast from, what, five to ten years ago? Like, you look back, I've watched some of the old ones that they've shown on reruns and stuff. Like, that was a really good cast. Mm-hmm. Sandberg, Hader, Sudeikis. Like, I mean, you maybe didn't appreciate it enough at the time. Kristen Wiig. Amy Poehler, like, I mean, they, they had some really funny people in that cast. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think what we've seen from Maya Rudolph since, and, and yeah, while she was there, she could do yeah. everything. Yes, you know? yes, yes. You know, I mean, she's another one that was, yeah, that was, that was, I mean, I don't know what years, like, probably some of them didn't overlap exactly, but I'm sure there was at least one or two years where all those people were in the cast. That was a good group. Um, thought about Adam Sandler, too. But to me, Sandler, and he was the one I texted you about, like, if we were going to take people for what they did post-Saturday Night Live, I would have taken Sandler extremely high. But he wasn't as memorable on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, the 2011-2012 cast had Fred Armisen, who's another glue guy. Another good one, yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Hader, Seth Meyers, Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis, Kristen Wiig, featuring... Kate McKinnon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Polar had left by then, I guess. Yeah, she was gone. Okay. Uh, or she was on Parks and Rec by that point, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I believe her last. Let me look. 
I've got it in front of me. Her last year was actually the 07-08 season, and then she wow, left in the middle of long? she left in the middle of 08-09. Okay, okay, and I guess that makes sense because Parks and Rec started in 09, didn't it? Yeah. So that was her her main thing at that point, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they they had some pretty funny people. Like I remember when Will Ferrell left, and and it was like, boy, what are they gonna do? You know, and and they they rebounded with a pretty good cast shortly after that. I think the thing to me that's most interesting when you go back, Keenan Thompson was a featured player in the o three o four season, and he's still on. Yeah, and Daryl Hammond was still on that cast. And Daryl Hammond was on for like a thousand years also. Going back to the mid nineties at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was he was the longest tenured until Keenan Thompson yeah. the last couple of years, right? So between Keenan and Daryl Hammond, you can actually get from today back to the uh ninety five, ninety six season. Ninety five, right. Because Hammond was part of the, the when they made the big changeover and they, they got rid of Farley and Rob Schneider and Sandler and all those guys and, and they it was Will Ferrell and Daryl Hammond were kind of like the main guys on that first cast. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to do this. I, I think this was really oh, fun yeah. though. It um, was fun. It was. I mean, hey, I, so any other names that you considered besides the ones we've talked about? So I think it might just be me, but I, I liked Rachel Dratch on it i thought about her if only for debbie downer right i like, for that, that and the alone. boston couple it like yes, if, the, if it yes. was bigger that was the one jimmy fallon sketch that was pretty good i agree i agree yes i and, thought about her because the, the debbie downer skits were always hilarious to me uh, you know and, and yeah that's definitely one where if we'd gone a few people deeper i think she would have got picked well and i just as i was crafting my team i felt like she could play in the Gilda Bill Murray yes. nerd sketch with yes. Debbie Downer or with the Boston lady. True. You know? True. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I thought about her. I thought about, um, I thought about Vanessa Bayer for, mm-hmm. for another female cast member. Molly Shannon was also on my list with the, uh, for Mary Catherine Gallagher and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all the other things that she, I mean, she was really good. Yeah, um, I thought in terms I, of like a, a glue woman in sort of a Phil Hartman mold, I thought yeah. about Anna Gasteyer because she I was just in too. everything, you know. She was, she was, she was the, you know, uh, always like the news, the, you know, fake news shows that they did. She seemed to be in them a lot. She was Martha Stewart. She was, wasn't she the one in the, um, with Will Ferrell, the, in the singing duo, the Colts? Oh, yeah, wasn't yes. Her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I mean, uh, yeah, was... that was another Rachel Dratch character with Will Ferrell, the the perf- the lover. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely thought about her. Um, thought about Tim Meadows, too. Another longtime guy. Could have given mm-hmm. me the ladies' man. Um, you know, he was and, – and a guy who could just kind of be a supporting player, too. Wasn't Didn't mm-hmm. have to be the main guy in every skit. Uh, so, yeah, there, there were some – a lot of potentially good choices. Yeah, I was I was actually surprised at the people who just were not on my radar at all. Like as we as I was putting this together, it's you know Sandler kind of was on his own, but yeah. didn't have the vehicle of digital shorts the way right. you know. So it was right. like when he was doing the songs and things, it was like, well, that's a weird interruption to the show. Whereas now yeah. the digital shorts are like. Yeah, we're we're taking a break from the live. Exactly. So that exactly. You can... Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, like 
and again, I think I think if we did, and you know, I suppose we could do this in the future if you wanted to. A you know, okay, you know, whole career, I would probably take Sandler pretty high for Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, et cetera, et cetera. Well, et cetera. And still going now. The still going, right, right. I mean, not as strong as he was back in the day. But, no, but you know, uncut gems. You know, people uncut thought would be an good. Academy nominated right, film. Like right. people he were. Disappointed he, he didn't get nominated. Best actor. I agree, yeah. That would have been cool if he had been. As somebody who who watched, you know, Billy Madison back in 1995, would have been quite amazing to see him be a Best Actor nominee. Maybe maybe someday. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought about him. He was he was on my list. I thought about Keenan Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. He was the only other of the current cast. McKinnon and Thompson were the only two I really even considered. Yeah. I, I had Keenan on my list. Um... Wait. I thought about Tracy Morgan too. Uh, Brian uh, Fellow. If only for and, Brian Fellow. And Astronaut Jones. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, like Tracy Morgan and Rachel Dratch were ones that I thought, if I could get Brian Fellow and Debbie Downer, I might do it. But again, only eight. That's not a ton. If we went to fourteen, I would have taken both of them. Oh yeah. Now here's here's the thing I had. If we had a bigger cast, the way you talked about you know, for update with a Seth Myers. If we were at 14, I would, my Mr. Irrelevant was Norm MacDonald and, and just give him update and him. leave him alone. I thought about him for weekend update. I did, but yeah, I mean, it came down to like, okay, what do you want with your choice here? Cause he was one that didn't really give you much in skits outside of weekend update. No, I can't. I Burt mean, Reynolds. He was, he was Burt Reynolds, which was funny. Um, but other than that, like, I can't think of anything that it's like, oh yeah, he was in that. Uh, now he wasn't on that long either. So he didn't really have a tremendous uh, sample time to do it, but yeah, he, his, his humor is very unique. It was perfect for weekend update, but I don't know that it would have fit well in just the regular old skits. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing you, you need for what we're doing. You need a full on right. ensemble. Right. I did. I mean, I looked at so I, you know, as part of this, I looked at all the hosts of Weekend Update. And I thought, okay, who do I, who do I want for that? And he was high up there. I I enjoyed him doing it. Um, I liked I liked Myers and Polar as a combo. Uh, and I, you know, again, we went deeper in this. I probably would have tried to get both of them. Um, well, Amy Polar was unavailable. So. She was. She was. Yes, and that was that was a good pick. Like I said, that was that was a solid one. She was funny, and she was kind of Kate McKinnon before Kate McKinnon. Like everything she was in was really funny and good at impressions. And you know, I've become a huge Parks and Rec fan, so I, I associate her more now with that show. But she was great on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean, I just I just think we could have gone with a bigger cast, obviously, but for purposes of this. Trying like to it. narrow it, it down. Us, it, it made us make some tough choices. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we had gone, you know, 14, 16, you know, then it would have been easier to just, you know, oh, yeah, I'll just take anybody I like. Like, you know, you had to think about it a little. Yeah. For me, the, the first two picks were obvious and pretty easy. Like, whichever way you went, I was just going to take the other guy because yeah, Will too. Ferrell was great. And he had recur- he had everything. Recurring characters, yes. by himself, weekend yes. update, uh, you know, all of these things. He could play the the father or whatever in a sketch if you right. needed it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, he was the get off the shed. Yeah. He was the Dodge Stratus. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. He could, he could play that uh, 
sort of straight man, but then not straight man. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was the beauty of his character. He could start out just kind of being the ordinary character and then lose his mind. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and yeah, I mean, his his impressions. I mean, the you know, to me, for our our lifetime at least. The best, you know, presidential debate series they had was the Bush Gore ones in two thousand. Oh yeah, I mean that was that was the peak. Those two were great. They were equally cutting to both people. Um, you know, it didn't it didn't feel like they were taking sides. It just felt like they were having fun, making fun of both of them. And mm-hmm. and it was, I mean, that was that was the peak as far as I'm concerned. Everyone since has been trying to match up to that. Well, and and now the. Both candidates aren't cast members. Not even the cast. I know. I hate that. I really do. Like, I mean, I, I like Jim Carrey. He's mm-hmm. funny. You know, he's been in a lot of funny stuff. But, like, you have a cast for a reason. Let them become this. Like, yeah. you know, we were talking about these people. And, like, would they have had the chance? Like, would Will Ferrell have had the chance to be George W. Bush now? Probably not. They would have just got somebody famous to do it. And, you know, but he was so good at it. And, and I don't know. Yeah, I I don't like that. I just don't. I, I, you know, I don't mind Alec Baldwin as Trump, but, like, find somebody in your cast. Have Daryl mm-hmm. Hammond do it. He was good at it before, and he's your announcer. At least he's a, a previous cast member. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think he would be better at it, honestly. And, and for me, on the just going back to the first round, Eddie Murphy was – the only other alternative because Me too. he was, Me I mean, too. he hosted their host backed out when he was in the cast. So they just right. put him in every sketch and had right. him do the monologue. Right. You right. Know. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, we were definitely on the same page there that those are your top two picks in some order. Um, uh, you know, I think probably a, an older uh, person would probably have uh, Eddie Murphy. You know, if you remember those days better, um, we're from the age that, you know, we weren't born yet when Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live. So my bias, my recency bias, if you want to say that, is, is Will Ferrell. But yeah, I mean, those two, like, they were the guy on their cast for years. Like, you know, and, and, uh, now Will Ferrell's cast was better. He had, he had better people around him, but like, he was the man. Mm-hmm. And then he left and went right into doing a series of really funny movies. Um, you know, I mean, he was kind of like, he followed the traditional path, which they don't do as much now. Now it's like they go into TV shows, they go into writing, whatever. Um, you know, but Farrell was maybe the last guy that like he left and he became lead guy in comedy movie year after year after year after year. Yeah. I, I think those two are probably the best options for the versatility they showed on the show. Yeah. And and I think if we were doing a, whole career draft it i'd be hard pressed to not still put them one two i i mean i think, think so mike yeah. myers is higher belushi moves up farley sure. moves up sandler would move up uh, bill yeah, murray yeah. and Ackroyd probably both have to have to go bill up. murray would be way up for me yeah yeah i mean if we did whole you know because then you get stripes you get ghostbusters well, you and get caddyshack frankly chevy uh, chase too Chevy Chase, the, Caddyshack, know, the vacation Fletch, movies. Vacation, Caddyshack, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, like, yeah, that's that's why. They, I mean, certainly, if we were doing whole career, I would not be taking Will Forte over Bill Murray um, or you know Dan Aykroyd, who didn't get picked. Um, but you know, when we're just looking at Saturday Night Live and what they did, and I mean, the, the thing too that you know 
I noticed, like when they play the really old Saturday Night Lives, it was a different type of show. It yeah. didn't have the same feel. You know, they did. And, and so I'm, I guess, making this in 2020. I'm thinking more of the show as it is now, not as it was in the late 70s. Well, and that is why I wanted Andy Samberg so badly and why yeah. I should have. I mean, <laughs> why I should have just taken him, but yeah, I didn't. I mean, it's just it's just different. You know, I mean, things change in the way TV is presented. And, it, you know, I mean, you watch some of those old ones that they show on reruns. And sometimes it's like, boy, this this feels very different. Um, you know, they haven't some of some of the skits have, and some of them have not held up in the way that some of those like late seventies, early eighties movies have. I think for us, you know, we can we can watch Animal House, we can watch Caddyshack. It holds up just as well now as it did forty years ago. But some of the skits from the seventies crew, it's like, wow, this is kind of falling flat. It just doesn't, you know, it's not the seventies anymore. Some of them do, but not all of them. Some, some just don't resonate. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why you saw Belushi get picked, but not Ackroyd. Because, right. you know, the Bassomatic thing, I think, is hilarious. Oh, yeah. But, they, but you don't need that anymore. But Belushi, you do sa- Samurai Delicatessen, you can do whenever. It would still be funny. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, that's... You know, that was the thing with me with some of the older cast. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, Bill Murray, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. Like, you know, uh, of my, you know, DVDs I have, I probably got 20 or 25 movies with, with one of the three of them in it. But I'm thinking, okay, as far as Saturday Night Live alone, I'm not as high on them. Yeah. And I if we did Whole Career, yeah. I mean, Belushi would have been one of my first picks. And his career was pretty short, but... If you gave me Animal House and Blues Brothers, you know, that's a, a different calculation. I think uh, on our draft, we picked one, two, three, four in the order I would have picked them. Now, granted, I was two, three, and, and I'm not sure you would have put <laughs> Gilda up there. I didn't have Gilda. I mean, she was the only, you know, like when I looked at, okay, female cast members, my list of ones to choose from are very heavily slanted towards the last maybe 20 years. Yeah. Mine were Kristen Wiig, Kohler, McKinnon, Vanessa Bayer, Rudolph, Molly Shannon, Anna Gasteyer. Gilda Radner was the only one from prior to, you know, 1995 that was even on my list um, because of the characters. I mean, Emily Latella. I mean, these are these are characters that, like, I didn't live through, but I remember because, you know, my parents would talk about them, um, you know, and, and my dad, you know, would, would do the Emily Latella stuff when I was a kid. And I didn't even know what it was, but I, I knew that name. Um, you know, so yeah, that she's, she's a good one. I didn't have her quite as high. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, it's no, no criticism of that at all. That's a good pick. Um, so we've been at this for a little bit. I guess we can touch on sports. The, the world series is happening. This is a bad, this is an indictment of baseball that we just did 40 minutes on SNL in the midst of the world series. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, you know, I, hey, I, I, I'll say the reason I say maybe it is, maybe it isn't is I've had a blast watching these baseball playoffs. It's um, been I great. I, I really, you know, aside from 2016 when the Cubs won, and obviously that's a different one when your team is going deep into it. But, um, you know, I, I watched almost every game of the NLCS. I watched almost every game of the ALCS. I watched some of the day games that were on in the division series. I've watched these two World Series games start to finish. 
I've, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it just, uh, I, I don't, I, I can't pinpoint one reason why, but I've had a blast watching these games. That game seven of the NLCS was fantastic. I didn't watch a minute of 49ers Rams that night. I was glued to that baseball game. Yeah. I mean, that, that is what playoff baseball should be. And, yes. and, and yes. It, the nice thing for people like us, at least, is, you know, I like the Dodgers and I'm rooting for me the too. Dodgers, but, yeah, but they're too. not my team. But, no, but I exactly. feel like the storylines for that team are as good as Andy Reid's Super Bowl storyline for me. Agreed. You know, Agreed. I, I really want them to win. Yeah. I, well, I and last the, night or two nights angst. ago, two nights ago with Kershaw, it's like, yes. yeah, just dominate. Good. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> and yet I was like, when he came back out for the sixth after that long bottom of the fifth, I'm like, oh, God, please don't, don't, don't. You know, like yeah. part of me, part of me was sitting there thinking, man, I wish he had like 25 more pitches that he'd thrown and they would just take him out now. But you yeah. can't really take him out when he's under 70 pitches through five innings. And he was great in the sixth. He went one, two, three. But when they but took you him just get it, worried. You know, oh, you do. I mean, I, I sort of it's to me. I mean, so this is this is a not an equal comparison, but you know it. You know what I mean by this. He's sort of a homeless man's Peyton Manning for me. I think the criticism of his postseason struggles is just ridiculous. He's had plenty of really good postseason games. And just like football, like baseball postseason can be very random. You can pick, I mean, he's had them. You go back and look, he's had games where he's pitched really well for six innings. He comes back out in the seventh and he gives up, you know, two home runs. And like, oh, he had a terrible start. Like, well, if you'd taken him out, that would have been a great start. So I don't know. I, I really want him to like Peyton Manning and, you know, Super Bowl 41. I want him to get one just to shut people up, just so that there's no more of this like, well, but he didn't win a World Series. He's a great pitcher, and I, I really, really, really hope he gets one. Yeah, well, I want I want him to not only get one, but I want him to get one more start like game one where uh, he just dominates. I know. I mean, I, you know, like, I know it's 1-1. I would love it. I mean, it's a long ways from true, but I would love it if they won the next two and game five, he started and he got the win in the clincher. That would be fantastic as far as I'm concerned. You know, go out, have a great start, put him away and, you know, he won't throw a complete game because those never happen anymore. But be the be the pitcher of record in the clinching World Series win would be fantastic. Yeah, I hope that's what happens. I don't just with the way it's staggered i don't think you get a third start out of him at all i don't think so no um, i think i think at best you could maybe if he starts game five and it goes seven he could maybe pitch out of the bullpen you yeah. know he could he could go the randy johnson route now he started game six and then pitched out of the bullpen the next day um but you know given kershaw's shaky health mm-hmm. i don't think you want to try anything you know back-to-back days but you have a day off after game five. So if it would go seven, he'd have two days rest. That's a bullpen day anyway for a starting pitcher. Yeah, so, and he's know, done that, that before. Dave Roberts has, has shown that he's willing to he trot has. him out yeah. for that. I mean, I thought, as I was watching game seven, and Urias was pitching so well, you know, and it goes to the ninth, my thought was, okay, if Urias gets in any trouble, I'm bringing in Kershaw, not Jansen. Because Jansen had pitched game five and game six. And I don't want to bring him in three games in a row when he's already been shaky this year, you know, in general. And certainly on back-to-back days, I don't want him going back-to-back-to-back. So, I, you know, it didn't happen. Urias was great. Um, but, yeah, I would I would think you, you start Kershaw game five, and then you've got him available to pitch out of the bullpen in game seven if there is one. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, but it's lined up for the Dodgers fairly well. I, I mean, I know Morton has good postseason numbers, but you got Bueller on on good rest, then you got Urias on good rest, then you got Kershaw on normal rest. Like it feels like okay, you should you know you should be in pretty good shape if they pitch well and you get some hitting. You know, you don't you don't go quiet for three innings like they've done the last two nights. Um, they should be in fairly good shape, but we'll see. The Rays just find a way to to scratch it out with a bunch of no names. It seems like. Yeah, well, it, it really has been, if the Rays can avoid a big inning. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, I, I I think we talked about this last time, you know, and I, I said it to you. Um, you know, when, when I was watching game one of the Rays and Yankees, and they put up the lineup, I thought, I wouldn't have known a single one of these guys were, mm-hmm. were playing for the Rays. And only a couple of names did I know at all. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, but, but now I know them very well because I've watched a ton. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's funny watching the Dodgers Braves. I'd have those stretches. It's like, oh, God, you got Acuna and you got Freeman and you got Albies and you got Darno And, oh, uh, I don't know if they, you know, the Rays don't have a stretch in their lineup where you feel like, oh, boy, this stretch is brutal. But yet they just find a way. Like, you know, last night was a perfect example. Looking at their lineup, like, all right, should be fine. And all of a sudden it's 5 nothing. Like, well, I guess they're not fine anymore. Yeah, there, there's certainly no one where, you know, it's Betts Bellinger or no, something. No, no. I mean, really, you know, like like the Braves series, I remember, I think the ninth inning was like seven, eight, nine in the order. And I remember thinking, boy, if anybody gets on base, then you got Acuna followed by Freeman. I'm like, oh, that, that just worries me a lot. The Rays don't have that, but yet here they are three wins away from winning the championship. So they're obviously doing something right. Yeah. And, uh... Matt, birthday weekend, Big Ten football's back. So that's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Uh, starting off tomorrow night with your your uh, local boys, the Badgers and the Illini. I see. Yeah, and we are just two weekends away from the Pac-12 returning. Yes, indeed, we are. And Very that, nice. Uh, that means Pac-12 preview coming at you next, next week. week. Next week, yes, yes. We're gonna do our game by game. Won't take as long as it has in the past because we only have six games to talk about. But um, I'm still excited. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, gonna be fun. Let me. I was gonna ask you. I don't know if you've heard. So the seventh game that everybody's playing, who's at home? Have they said? They have not. I don't think. Okay. I mean, like, so the the championship game is supposed to be at the home field of the better record, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they did say that. No Vegas this year, correct? Correct. They said no Vegas. So, is it going to be, I mean, I suppose it could be better record, but what if they have the same record? What if, you know? Well, that's not going to happen. I mean, I mean, especially with only six games, it's more likely. Like, what if, you know, US, UCLA and, and Washington State are both three and three? Uh, you know, what happens then? I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, ultimately, who has, you know, but just like from an ASU fan perspective, like, are we getting another home game? Or are we going on the road? Hopefully we're getting a home game in the title game, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, well, the Pac-12 not knowing what they're doing or not disclosing it is par for the course. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't know. Well, you're, you're in Big Ten country. Has the Big Ten said what they're doing with that? Because they're doing the same thing, aren't they? Uh, not that I've heard, but I wouldn't be surprised if I just missed it because I, yeah. you know, I'm not a... Yeah. I root for the Badgers when they're on, but I don't religiously check what's going on. No, I saw I they you. lost their quarterback, and everyone here too, panicked. And that gives that uh, that you know, what, he was a freshman last year. He was a big time recruit, so yeah. 
I don't know that. I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, I know the kid hasn't played much, but he was supposed to be the you know the best quarterback recruit they've ever had. So I don't know that that disastrous for them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, hey, as we've talked about with recruiting, for every uh, you know Deshaun Watson who's supposed to be great and is great, there's an equal amount, if not more, of guys who are like, oh, remember that guy was a five star, and then he was on his fourth different school, and he ended up, you know. Uh, washing out or playing a different position. You can just say Tate Martell's name. That's fine. Oh, I didn't think of him, but that's a good one. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that, that hits all the things. What? Three different schools and playing a different position. Uh, yeah, so uh, it sounds like I was talking about him. But that's, I, 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 I actually thought. thought you were just talking about no, Tate Martell. I, I was like, just no, say Tate Martell. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of, like, it was one of those that as I was saying it, I'm like, I've got like 20 different names coming to mind of guys that over the years, like, oh, that guy's going to be great. And then three years later, you're like, what happened to that guy? Oh, he's playing for, you know, some Division two school, and it's his fourth different school. Uh, remember, now he wasn't a five-star, but the dude who was supposed to go here, Pete Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a four-star recruit, and he, he committed here. Then didn't he go to Colorado State and then NC State or vice versa? And then, you know, like, I mean, there's so many schools, I can't remember all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the kid who, uh, he was a five-star, Gunnar Keel. Oh, yeah. He's going to go to LSU. And then it was went to uh, Notre Dame. Cincinnati, too? Left Notre too? Dame, went to Cincinnati, and then I think left Cincinnati for some for like a Division two school or something like that. Yeah. Everybody's heard they're the greatest thing. It's hard when reality exactly. sets in. Exactly. I mean, some do. You know, like uh, there was, you know, for like I said, there's, there's your Trevor Lawrence's. He was the number one recruit in the country, and two and a half years later, he looks like he's lived up to the billing. And then there's a few that, like, yeah, not so much. It's hit or miss. I did like Stephen A. Smith's comment. I think it was him. If uh, if the Jets go Owen the season, Lawrence should just go back to college. Was it it him or Ryan Clark? It might have been Ryan Clark. I don't know. I've heard it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to go back to college. Get your money. Get your money. You get your money, but I'll tell you what. If, I mean, I'd want to see something from the Jets that feels like there's some stability or else I might think about going the John Elway route and saying, I could always just sit out the year and practice or you're going to trade that pick. I mean, it, you know, it's controversial. It'll make people hate him for a bit, but it worked out for Elway. It well, worked well, out for Eli. I was going to say, like, it's same city, just going yeah, reverse. Eli Manning. Right, right. I mean, like, now they'll probably have a new coach. I think, and I can't imagine Adam Gase is still going to be around. And people do like this Joe Douglas guy that got hired to be the GM. So maybe by the time the draft rolls around, if the Jets have the number one pick, you feel like, well, okay, they're they're pointed in a little bit better direction. But right now, like, God, if I, I mean, as somebody who likes Trevor Lawrence, the thought of him getting drafted by the Jets makes me cringe. Like, I don't, I don't want that at all. You're going to go to a bad team when you're the number one overall pick. Yeah. But you at least want a team that has some direction some thought of like okay there's there's something here and right now there is nothing there yeah maybe they'll hire Dabo then he'll yeah yeah well I've already heard you know of course that rumor started when Bill O'Brien got fired Texans mm-hmm. should hire Dabo like why would Dabo want to coach in the NFL yeah. he makes the same amount of money that he could make in the NFL maybe more and he gets what you know six or seven first round picks every year yeah. Uh, you know, out of his recruiting class, like, uh, why would he want to go to the NFL? Yeah. And, well, and have, huh? We saw with Saban, sometimes right. it's better to just be in college. So stay in college. 
exactly. I mean, like, and, and, you know, it used to be maybe 20 years ago that, okay, you went to the NFL because you wanted to strike it rich. That was where the big money was. That's not the case right now. You can strike it plenty rich coaching college football. He has. I mean, Dabble makes eight figures. So I think he's doing okay. Yeah. Same for Saban. Like the whole, you know, there's always been those, oh, Saban's going to go back to the NFL. Why would he? He's got a, a great job. He gets, you know, what? Probably 50% of the recruits he wants every year, and that's choosing from the best, yeah. the, the best of the best, not, you know, three-star kids. Um, you know, some will go other places, but he's going to get his share. He will get to win a bunch of games. He will like, never buy a drink in the state of Alabama. No, he, he no. probably makes as much from local advertising and Aflac commercials as his contract. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know why if you're a, if you're a big time top level college coach, I'm not sure what the NFL calls you for. I, I, you know, unless it's just ego, just pure ego. I want to prove I can do it at the NFL level too. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think it's, it's not money. Well, and I think part of it is, do you how how comfortable are you in your spot, and how long have you been there? I think that was True. what we saw with Matt Rule. Matt Rule was moving up, moving up, moving up, and if yeah. the job had been LSU or Notre Dame, that sure. would have been the same as going to the NFL. I, I think Agreed. an NFL Agreed. job is on par. With an elite college job, that's, I agree. Yeah, but that's, but that's a good point. Yeah, Baylor is not at that level. But when you're and Lincoln Riley and you're at Oklahoma, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would you leave? I mean, you know, you got, you got. I mean, I know this year they've lost a couple games, but for the most part, you know, you're going to win ten games a year minimum, maybe more. You get great talent. Uh, you got a great fan base. You make big money. Like, I mean, I know he's a young guy and maybe he wants, you know, but yeah, he's another one. That's a great point. I forgot about him, but you know, like why would he leave Oklahoma? You got a great thing there. Yeah. Everyone just wants, everyone wants to speculate, but it's like, as long as you have that job, that's the same. It's not, you know, it's not Baylor. It's not, you know, James Franklin doing a great job at Missouri. Yeah, the Penn right. State job was fun, but sure, if sure. Missouri, it was if it was like Penn State or the pros, yeah, that's kind of equivalent. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know, yeah, we could, you know, we could list them. I suppose it changes, but yeah, if you're at you're at Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, Florida, the, the elite level jobs that will pay you the biggest money and you can get the best recruits. Why would you go to the NFL where you're going to make probably the same amount of money, maybe less to start out with at least, and you're not going to get the best talent? I mean, it's not. That's not the way the NFL works. You, you know, theoretically, the NFL wants all 32 teams to be equally talented. Yeah. That's not the case, but, you know, it's it's A perfect it's season so is college. everyone goes 8-8. Eight and eight. Right, right. You know, I mean, they, they want parity, and they get it for the most part, you know, and, and, and it changes every year. The team that I mean, you know, God, look at the 49ers. The team that looks, oh, the 49ers two years ago were a wasteland. Oh, this team stinks. Last year, boy, they got an unstoppable group of young players. They're going to be a dynasty. And this year, they're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, You know, I mean, they may still turn it around. But, you know, like, yeah, it's the way the NFL works. You don't stay on top for very long unless you're the Patriots. Yeah. Um. So, I think next week we're going to talk Pac-12 football. We're going to talk the yes, NFL schedule. And uh, yes, indeed. Until then, uh, if you have thoughts on the SNL draft, you let us know. But uh, 
Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.